0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عجبا لأمر المؤمن Inna Amrahu Kulahulahu Hair, Wallace Adadikali Ahadin Illa Lil Mumin, In Asabat Husar Ra Ushakar of a Kana in Asabat Hudor Ra Usober of a Kana Hairan Law, O Kama Karl and Nabi Yusullah Hali, he was seldom. Oh, suspected of my crumb, but the Nellis. life in this dunya is full of challenges and the strange thing about this dunya is that those who are closer to Allah their challenges are greater. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on occasion he said to the Sahaba-e-Kiram, that أُذِيتُ فِي اللَّهِ وَمَا يُؤْذَىٰ أَحَدٌ I have been given so much of taklif and so much of difficulties in the cause of the deen of Allah ta'ala in propagating the message of Allah Ta'ala in conveying the word of Allah Ta'ala that to that extent nobody else has been troubled, has been persecuted. <laughs> I have been made to fear to that extent that nobody else was made to fear that much for the cause of Allah deen. And in one hadith, Nabi sallallahu says, أَشَدُّ بَلَاءً الْأَمْسَلُ فَالْأَمْسَلُ That the greatest challenges come to the Ali Ali wa salam. Nobody can compare to that. Many a times, and often this comes up in people's conversations, in people bringing up their issues or discussing whatever their problems are, that often a person will say that, I don't think that anybody has the kind of problems I have. And everybody thinks that way. That what I am going through, I don't think anybody else is going through. Whereas, Nabi S.A.W. is saying that, Ashaddu that those who were the people who were challenged the most, experienced experience the greatest challenges with the Anbiya alayhi, And, then those who were closest to them, and then those who were next in rank and position. So dunya is a place, where Allah Ta'ala has made it such that dunya is a place of challenge. The nature of the challenge is different. In somebody's case, the nature of the challenge would be poverty. And in another person's case, the nature of the challenge will be prosperity. He expresses it in the same words, Ubtulina biddara fasabarna Summ abtulina fa Lam nasbir Since we were tested, the challenge of poverty came, of difficulties, of hardship, of all kinds of difficulties. And alhamdulillah we passed that. That was a challenge, it was a test. And we passed it. By make, making the sabr that was required on it. And then he says, then we were tested with ease, with prosperity. Now he's talking from his rank. We shouldn't be thinking about this in terms of our understanding of our rank. He's talking on his rank, the rank of the Sahaba He says, we did not make sabr on this. We did not pass this test. This is similar to the situation where Hazrat Hanzallah radiallahu some small little change in the feeling came in his heart of that situation which he felt in the company of Nabi he said hanzala." Hanzala has become a Munafiq The little change he felt he felt it so severe he passed the fatwa of Nifaq against himself so the Sahaba saying we didn't pass their saying didn't pass is like more than one million times our pass what we can try and pass it is a million times ahead of that but the point is that he is making the same uh, issue and making the same point that both are tests. Some person is in such a test in prosperity, he is wishing I never had it. And some person is such a, in such a test in poverty, he is wondering whether it'll ever, things will ever come right for me. Now, dunya is dunya, these things... One must ask for afiyat, make dua to Allah Ta'ala, beg Allah Ta'ala's help, engage more in a'mal, engage in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, and inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will open the way. In one hadith it is reported, that one of the greatest ibadats, one of the greatest ibadats, is intizarul faraj that a person is some, some difficulty, some straitened situation, some uh, problem, Something he is now in some constraints. Now he's making dua, he's making Salatul Haja, he's turning to Allah Ta'ala. And in all that he is patient and waiting for this moment to come, that Allah Ta'ala will open the way out for him. This waiting patiently with hope from Allah Ta'ala is among the greatest forms of ibadat. Now we are living in a microwave age, we put something and we press a button, and what took 15-20 minutes to come to the boiling point previously, now comes in the boiling point in one minute's time. So now a person is expecting everything to happen, or wants it to happen in the same manner. That a person presses a button, and everything must work out. He does something, and tomorrow it must already be in his favor. He is trying to achieve something, and the next day it must happen. Then, this dunya won't remain dunya. And Allah knows best, what would be our situation then? Once in Makkah Mukarramah, somebody had come to one Buzurg, and he said to him that for a long time I am now battling and trying for this iqama that permit... There's one level of it and then another level, then like some kind of permanent residence. So that particular level I'm trying to get because anytime this is in, you know, expire again the whole. So, please make dua, something works out. So he said, indeed I'll make dua for you. He says, but at the same time, while making dua for you, what I'm afraid about is that... I hope it doesn't happen that the day that iqama comes through, you stop making du'a. Right now, that is keeping you move, moving forward. Not that you shouldn't make du'a for it. You should be making du'a for whatever your needs are. You should be making an effort to try and better your situation. You should be trying whatever you can to try and uh, remove your difficulties. So All that must carry on. But, what happens sometimes is that little situation that has come on a person. Not that we should ask for it, we should never ask for any situation, any negative situation. We have been taught in the Hadith Sharif to always ask for Afiat, Sallallahu al-afiyat. Keep asking Allah for afiyat. But often that little bit of halat, some conditions that come over a person, that keeps him moving forward, closer to Allah. Now he's making dua, he's making tahajjud, he is making ishraq and chashd, he is making istighfar and he is trying to now keep going forward in this, get closer to Allah Ta'ala and is making more and more dua and he is going to people to make dua. All this is getting him closer to Allah Ta'ala. And then Allah forbid sometimes what he has been making so much of dua for and shedding tears for and making salatul haja for and waking up the tahajjud and making dua at that time and then it works out. After it works out, now what? Rasulullah once performed a very lengthy tahajjud, very lengthy rakats. And so lengthy that his feet began to swell. Person stands in one spot for a long time. So now there is no circulation at that spot of the foot. As a result after a while, now that is a long while quite a long while. It's not, it won't happen in 10 minutes and 20 minutes and half an hour. And even one hour. So Very long time. Now his feet began to swell. Can we imagine? So Aisha Siddiqah radiallahu ta'ala after Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi completed his salah, and now he's imagine his Mubarak feet have swollen up. So she asks him, why do you take so much of pain upon yourself? Obviously, ibadat you're going to make, but to take this amount of pressure and this amount of pain upon yourself, that you are now in this condition, whereas Allah Taala has totally made you sinless. Allah Taala has made you completely sinless. You are masoom. So when you are masoom, why are you undertaking so much of difficulty? Now what is Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi response to this? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi replies and says, If what you are saying is the case, and it is the case, so is that not the reason why I should be even more grateful to Allah Ta'ala? That Allah Ta'ala has made me totally sinless, this doesn't mean that now I must relax. Allah Ta'ala has made me totally sinless, so that should make me even more involved in the ibadah of Allah Ta'ala. Out of gratitude for Him. Now our situation sometimes is, that what we have been working hard for and trying to get to that point, and now when it works out, then that dua has stopped, that zikr has stopped, that tahajjud salah stopped the same night, because now we are asking for is over. Sometimes, It all is just a thing confined to dunya. Our deen also becomes for the purpose of dunya. Allah Ta'ala save us. This is perhaps a little bit on the maybe lighter side, maybe a little bit on the crude side too. But the lesson that is involved in there. One person came to visit his friend. So his friend had two parents. One parrot all the time making some tasbi, and he's even got one tasbi in his hand, and the other parrot was like in sajda all the time. He looked at this and he said, this is very, very strange, mashallah, what tremendous training you've given these parrots. He says, I got one parrot at home also. That parrot is forever saying all kinds of futile things and vulgar things. So, he said, well, simple, what you do is, you bring that parrot, we'll put it there in this cage with these parrots for a while, and you'll all, maybe in that time, that parrot will also, you know, company, good company, it'll affect that parrot as well. So now these two parrots this person had were males. That person had a female. So now when he brought that parrot and came, so this parrot that had that tasbih in his hand, threw the tasbih and nudged the other for him. He said, what are you making? What the point is, that all this outwardly was very, very pious. Outwardly, it was in the height of piety. All the time in sajda and tasbih, but something for us to reflect upon ourselves. Something for us to look deep down within ourselves. That how much of our ibadat is, for the order of Allah Ta'ala, that come rain or hail or sunshine, that ibadat will continue come prosperity or poverty, that ibadat will continue. Whether it is ease or adversity, that worship of Allah Ta'ala won't stop. That dua will continue. And unfortunately our situation sometimes is that when that difficulty is gone, let alone that tahajjud salah, even the first salah now, the jamaat is getting missed. The person was waking up for tahajjud and making dua, now he's not waking up for fajr in the masjid. So this parrot story might have been, just somebody made a story for the moral of it, but it's a reflection for us to look within it, within ourselves. Like a mirror is meant to see our reflection in it. These little anecdotes are actually anecdotes for the sake of providing a mirror to to ourselves. Let us look in this mirror and see what am I seeing in it. What is it reflecting about my inner self? So, these conditions come about, indeed, on the one hand, we should be making dua to Allah Ta'ala, begging his help, begging his forgiveness, asking Allah Ta'ala to remove all the difficulties. And this is something we have been taught about in the Qur'an Sharif, in the Ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Salatul Haja, the Salah, in order to gain one's needs, this is taught by the Sallallahu Sallallahu And the dua after the Salatul Haja, all these various things have been taught in the Hadith Sharif. So we'll do this. and We should do it. And the various a'mal have been taught. Person who recites surah every night. Uh, Allah Ta'ala will save him from poverty. So now a person is reciting it for that. With that in mind as well. It's not against ikhlas. Because that benefit has been given to us in the hadith sharif. The higher thing is that a person is doing it only for Allah's love. That is the very high thing. But somebody who is doing it for the benefit that is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, that too is not against ikhlas. That he is also practicing on what Nabi Islam has taught. And likewise so many other amal that have been taught. A person decides istighfar excessively, Allah ta'ala will give barakat in his risk. So he really istighfar to gain barakat in his risk. Alhamdulillah, no problem. But the issue becomes a problem when the ibadat of Allah wa ta'ala, the obedience of Allah ta'ala, that starts slacking when a person sees his problem going away. When a person sees ease coming his way. So now he is getting far, further away from Allah ta'ala. That is then is not a na'mad. That prosperity which distances a person from Allah ta'ala, that is not a na'mad. And that prosperity which brings a person closer to Allah ta'ala, that is a na'mad. That poverty which distances a person, that too is an azab. And that poverty which brings a person closer, we shouldn't ask for it. But if it's bringing a person closer to Allah, that too is a ni'mat So the lesson in all this is to be conscious of what is Allah Allah's command, what He wants from us, irrespective of what the conditions would be. And then in all conditions, sometimes a person is in a condition of prosperity, sometimes poverty, sometimes ease, sometimes adversity, sometimes something positive, something negative. Both these conditions he will make it ibadat. Both these conditions he will make it ibadat. In the hadith, Nabi wasallam says, that how wonderful is the matter of a mu'min. And nobody but a mu'min can enjoy this. That Irrespective of what his condition is, he is Still in a good condition. In la. If some good came to him, some ease came, some happiness came, whatever it is, he'll make shukar. That takes him closer to Allah. Ta'ala. Or in la. And if some difficulty came, some adversity came, he makes sabr. That becomes good for him. That sabr became an ibadah. That took him closer to Allah Ta'ala. So, the lesson in all this is to be forever focusing on what Allah Ta'ala wants from us. And then irrespective of the condition. And then we submit ourselves totally to Allah Ta'ala. We will make whatever efforts are required. Talabu faridah. In the hadith, Nabi Salaam says, To earn a halal living, this is also an obligation after the other obligations of deen. So that too is an obligation. A person will make a moderate effort. mana ki Comes to making an effort. Allah Ta'ala says, walk on the edges of the earth. Meaning a moderate effort on the sides. Don't get too deep into it. While making a moderate effort on the edges, whatever little bit effort you made, somebody Allah will give him a certain amount, in that somebody will get another amount, but everybody made the moderate effort, didn't get too deep in it itself. Whatever is decreed will come in that time. Whatever is decreed will come in that moderate effort. And otherwise, a person will make ten times effort also, but he'll still get what he's meant to get, nothing more. And when he makes that effort in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will give him what is decreed for him with izzat and afiyat. And if he tries to acquire it in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, the same amount will come. But it will come with so many negatives to it. A person puts some things in the cage of the parrot also, and he puts something in the cage of that mouse also, that trap. Both places he put something. In the cage of that parrot, he is also putting food. And in that mouse trap also, is also putting food. But in that parrot's cage, he is putting food with love. And he is putting food there to nourish it. And in that mouse trap, he is putting also something to eat. Sometimes he is putting the better thing there. But the objective there is not to nourish it. It is to totally finish it off. So when a person will become obedient to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, irrespective of the halat, the conditions that prevail, and his life is between shukr and sabr, then on the one hand this will happen, that what he is meant to get, he will get it with izzat, he will get it with afiyat. And the second thing is, that because he is staying within this shukr and sabr, he is positive in his mind, in his mental state of mind, he is positive. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has willed for me, that is best for me. What will be the result of this, is that the same condition will prevail, but the difficulty will be felt much much lesser. And otherwise, that same difficulty will be multiplied many times more in his mind. This is the difference between a positive thinking Person and a negative thinking person. Same thing, but one person is looking at the positive side of it, other is looking at the negative side of it, and accordingly, either that same situation will become multiplied in its intensity in the person's mind and heart, because he's see it all difficult. Like the one person, he said that he started complaining. What is it that there's thorns with this rose? Began to complain about the thorns that come along with the rose. So now that rose also the pleasure of that rose also went away. Because he's focusing on the thorns. So now his whole mind is now consumed by the thorns that came along with the rose. So he can't enjoy that rose anymore. And the other person was feeling so grateful that with the thorns, even a rose came. And the same same flower both are looking at. One person is complaining that, why did these thorns come with the rose? And the other person is grateful, that when there's thorns, there's also roses. It's not only thorns. So now even the pain of that thorn has become decreased. So dunya is a place of both. There are roses and there are thorns also. We should be making dua for afiyat and protection from the thorns. But to focus on the roses... And there are innumerable roses. And this is something to be doing regularly. This muraqaba of shukr. Our entire life commences with shukr. Every rakat of every salah commences with shukr. start off Surah Al-Fatiha. This is an expression of shukr. All praise is due to Allah Ta'ala. When a person wants to express gratitude to Allah Ta'ala, it is by expressing his hamd, his, his praises. Our whole life is surrounded by the sugar, So it requires a person to sit down and ponder. Take one one number to mind. Ya Allah, you blessed me with all these bounties, all these favors. Take the name of one one favor and say, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Repeatedly a person is making sugar to Allah. Ta'ala from the depth of his heart. Half the difficulty goes away in just being positive. Dunya, After all is dunya, there is some pain, some difficulty every human being feels but it is how we approach it, how we look at it, that will either make it much more difficult or remove half of the difficulty in that same thought. So in any case, this is what we were discussing is that dunya, this is a place of challenges. And these tests, these challenges come, it comes to everybody. The form, the nature of the challenge may be different. And one will never know what is the reality. They say kabar kahal Murda kahal murda That what is going on in the grave, only the dead person inside, the person who's passed away, who's buried, only he knows what's going on in the grave. From outside, nobody knows. So likewise every person's own life and what is going on in the cover of his heart, only he knows. From outside, whatever it seems, it may seem. What is going on inside his heart, only he knows. So each person knows what is going on with his heart, nobody else knows. So therefore, every person has his own challenges, his own tests. But the one aspect is never to regard this as something that, that I am the worst off on earth, there is nobody like me. As we discussed, the Ambiya Ali was challenged more than anybody else. Whereas they were the closest to Allah khabarak, wa ta'ala. There was nobody closer than them to Allah ta'ala. And yet they went under many many trials and tests and tribulations. That itself is not something that should be made a basis of thinking that I am now a total lost case. I am written off. No. Second thing is that this intiwarul faraj is waiting for this help of Allah ta'ala to come that waiting itself is an ibadat. It comes in one riwayat, that the angels sometimes they bring this to Allah Ta'ala out of so to say interceding on behalf of somebody, that this particular banda of yours has been calling out for such a long time. Allah Ta'ala says that I like that calling of his. If I had to give it to him now, he will stop calling. Sometimes a child wants something from the parent. So now the parent is giving him, but how? Perhaps everybody did this at some time. He's holding it about just above his reach. And now as he's jumping to get it, he's pulling it up. It's not that he doesn't want to give it to him. But he enjoys seeing him trying for it. So He makes him try for it. Once, twice, five times. And now when he reaches a point of really now desperation. He says, okay, take it. Sometimes, we are asking, but we are yet not asking with that very deep fervour. And in any case, that asking is something very beloved to Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala sometimes allows us to keep asking, because we are such, that like that parrot, once we got what we wanted, finish, we might stop asking also. Our tahajjud would be a distant thing, even our fajr would be in problems. So sometimes, this becomes a means of us getting closer to Allah. And after all, dunya is dunya. Dunya is a very temporary place. The real place is akhirat. The real place where we are focused towards, and where we are heading towards, is jannat That is a place of total peace and happiness. رَأَتْ وَلَا أُذْنٌ سَمِعَتْ وَلَا خَطَرَ عَلَى قَلْبِ says, I have prepared for my pious servants, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard of, and what no heart can even conceive. So this is what is our real focus. And this is what we have to work towards. And dunya, we will make a moderate effort for. Our real effort will be work for the akhirat. Allah Tubarak wa ta'ala, give us all the taufiq. Wa akhiru da'wana